Blog Talk Radio. Father calls a son. He does not leave him full of the world, of his own desires and instincts of the flesh. The father calls his son to his side, and then angels are dispatched to bring him his son. These angels know the condition the son must be in to present himself before the father. He cannot come full of himself with all of his worldly desires, his ego, lest he feel the pain of his sin and flee before even hearing his father's voice like Adam hiding from his shade. Like fine gold is refined by fire, the son is confronted by the devil face to face, just as Job faced Satan at the will of God. As Christ was tempted for 40 days prior to returning to start his ministry, Christ faced the evil one who brought the heat of the furnace to purify his heart, soul, and his mind of this world. Every calling in the Word of God for the Son of Man is the same, but manifests in different ways, but always has the same outcome. The Son of Man is finally purified, refined like fine gold, knowing his own sin and grasping the law of God so deeply that he can finally confess his unworthy stature and repent fully, completely, with a fully humble and contrite heart. Then and only then can the Son approach the throne of His Father. And even so, He still crawls. The fact that you are here listening to this show demonstrates that you are heeding the call. For many are called, and few are chosen. Those that are chosen have to actually respond to that call. Well, hello. Welcome to Global Witness Radio. I, uh, I hope everybody's enjoying their day. It's been a beautiful day out, at least it has been here. Uh, hopefully everyone can hear me because I have no feedback loop, so there's no way for me to possibly know that, um, that I'm being audible. So if uh, someone's in chat and would like to uh, just give me an indicator that you can hear me, that way I can confirm the, that everything is working. That'd be wonderful. Uh, so um, I wanted to first uh, start off, I'm sure that um, many of you have seen that uh, on Facebook that I uh, have planned to delete the group, and which I am doing, and that is just going to be the Global Witness Group. Now, first of all, I can just tell you that Facebook in general um, is not a great place. Everything is archived. It's not a, it's not a place where uh, you have any kind of privacy whatsoever. And since anyone can join the group, I mean, the approval process on it is um, uh, is quite straightforward, but obviously you have to depend on people being honest, and that's just simply not the case. So my biggest concern with it was, uh, was this, is that people were being uh, contacted and friended, and then um, 
people were trying to influence you, and there were lots of things taking place in the background by individuals that obviously want to attack. So there's no reason that, that the attacks on me should be, uh, should be transferred to you. Obviously, if you're going to be speaking these truths, then you will be attacked as promised. Christ was pretty clear about exactly what was going to take place and, uh, and spoke about it quite often. So um, I wanted to uh, just help you understand as to why, because obviously, I mean, I see quite a few people concerned as to whether they did something wrong or what have you. If you, if, if you did something wrong, you know what you did. It's not for me to, to point my finger at anyone. We all know what we do wrong on a, on a daily basis. So this is where our consciousness bears witness against ourselves. This is why I continuously speak of that the judge within yourself, you are your own book of life. And um, But wherever I can, I am not going to, uh, I'm not going to put you in a position or ask you to come to a place where I know you're going to be attacked, specifically because I'm speaking the things that I'm speaking. And um, the, it's also, it, in the craziest of ways, adding the communication tools seems to, it would seem on the surface that it would make it easier for me to communicate with you. But at the same time, it actually makes it more difficult because in, in trying to respond to people's questions, I have, um, I have an email address, which I receive thousands of emails on. I have uh, transferred that to another one that allows me to sort to a secondary email address, which allows me to sort uh, through those emails a little bit better. And I appreciate everyone switching to that email. I see that um, I'm getting emails on, on the new email address and not the old Gmail address. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Uh, but on top of that, I have the Global Witness page, which also has its own inbox. And then there's the Global Witness group, which has its own inbox and its own comment sections, which you know people ask me questions on both the page and within the group. And then there are comments on YouTube, which questions come in and, and people uh, want responses. And then I have on top of that my phone and the texts. And then I have the Crucified in Christ social site, which also has an inbox, which gets full. So um, it, it makes it incredibly difficult for me to keep up because I don't know where uh, the messages are. Sometimes I'll go back to Crucified in Christ and uh, there will be literally hundreds of messages that I haven't uh, haven't been able to read and haven't looked at in you know a couple weeks. So I would simply say that the the most efficient way is to consolidate all communication um, to my email. That's going to be the easiest thing for me. That way I can keep track of time, and obviously there's time and date stamps on the emails, and that gives me a better idea as to when something came in because that's not always the case with um, with uh, the with the other uh, sites. So I appreciate everyone's patience with this. But um, as far as the P Facebook page goes, uh, just to help you understand, and I know that this is some of you probably aren't even on Facebook that are listening to this, so I apologize. Um, I just wanted to make sure that you understood that uh, I would like to just delete the page, but this is the type of thing where I feel that it's important for us to get away from Facebook. And quite honestly, my personal page and all of that, regardless of the message that, I, that, uh, that I'm asked to share, I'm probably going to be taking that down uh, eventually because the the way that Facebook is utilizing the information that is obtained in there becomes a source for them against you when they see fit. And um, this is just yet another one of the beast systems. And the example of this would be 
the site itself, the page, the group that I'm speaking of, that they don't give you any way to delete it, including um, there is no easy way for you to delete it. So basically, they just appeal to your um, to the timing nature of everything and that it takes so long. For an example, for me to delete the group, I can't actually delete the group. They don't have that option. They only have the option and they don't actually state this anywhere. You actually have to find this through their support, um, through their developer support group, where the automatic system will remove a group when it has no members for 48 hours, where no one has joined. So they will automatically delete that group. And so I actually have to remove a thousand members of the group. And for me, it's nine clicks. And those nine clicks aren't fast because they even have a delay in how the windows come up when you're deleting as an admin. So it's it's about 15 seconds to delete each user. So it's quite the uh, quite the process, and just makes it just and confirms the reason why um, that it should be deleted because it um, it doesn't allow you to get rid of the information. So obviously, if you have any concerns about about AI artificial intelligence, this is where they gather these things from. So questions, responses, all of this. And Facebook's already been shown to be collecting this data and selling it to companies that are building AI. So it's, um, it's incredibly concerning that the very things that, that you're discussing in there that are questions that you have could then seemingly be answered by the AI programs in the future and answer all of your questions except they, in the way that they wanted to answer them or felt that they would need to answer them. Everything that is taking place right now is so suspect that um, I hesitate to even have anything whatsoever, and that's why it was so important for people to have fellowship, face-to-face, heart-to-heart, and the, the human touch, us touching each other and actually praying for, the, if, praying for the, uh, each other and laying hands on one another is so important, and that just simply can't take place in this social environment. And it's uh, incredibly concerning to me to see also the interpretations of words that the enemy allows for interpretations of things that are posted and um, and they get misconstrued. Now, the attackers that have um, gone in and attacked many of you and made things up, it's it's astounding. I mean, the, the, the accusations are pointless to even discuss here, so I'm not going to bring them up, but they are they are as outlandish as, as you can get. Um, if you can imagine the worst possible things and, and quite honestly, the most um, unbelievable things uh, that could be possibly said, they say it and they believe it. So uh, it's quite clear that, um, that I certainly cannot control um, anybody's thoughts and I'm not going to defend against somebody's uh, criminally insane behavior. So obviously I've received all kinds of threats and I'm perfectly fine with those. I don't mind, as I said, but I do mind when they come to you, uh, particularly on my behalf. So as long as I can do something about it, I will. And um, you certainly want, would not want somebody uh, that was not standing up for you. And so I feel that I have the need to do that. I've prayed about it a number of times and I've had, uh, uh, and I've had a number of people send me things that were very concerning and um, so I just felt it was important to get that over with. So moving on from that, I would like to um, I'd like to talk about quickly about the gathering that is coming up uh, today. Um, my sister and I went out and we looked at the facility. Now it changed. We changed it to a facility because of this, uh, because of the 
the safety concerns as the letter that I had uh, published to you. We had safety concerns, and just to be in a place where there was a little bit, a uh, little bit more of a public atmosphere where there are other people that were fairly close by, where we could, uh, where we could have some shelter. Also, um, although the purpose of of the camping itself was to be to separate yourself from the world and actually um, have to suck it up a little bit out in the woods. But um, there still will be a little bit of that in this place. Um, it is beautiful. It's very, very nice. It's a great location. And um, But they, it is very much kind of a central living room with bunkhouse. And it's uh, so they are just uh, sleeping quarters like bunks like you would be at uh, like a summer camp. And uh, it's a very tight-knit atmosphere. It's going to be wonderful. It'll be an incredible fellowship. We will have some uh, audio-video equipment there, so we'll be able to play some things, discuss some things, things that I wanted to, to be able to show you and discuss them individually, things, even videos and things that you may have already seen but not actually recognize some of the uh, content that was in it that I'd like to be able to get into some details. And these are details that at this stage, at this point in time, I would not want to discuss about publicly. So that's why... Um, that's why these meetings are uh, need to take place. So you can begin to grasp some of the information, some of the things that are actually taking place in the world. And the reason why I say I can't speak about them publicly, uh, there will be a time, as I've said in the recent video, there will be a time where names will be mentioned and, and things will be disclosed. But obviously, uh, I'd say for obvious reasons, the risk associated with um, with disclosing some of those things is quite heavy. So I just want to make you aware of that. And um, I l really look forward to meeting everyone as well. So far, the people that have um, have written and, and said that they are going to attend, uh, many of you I've already spoken to. I really look forward to that. All of us will be, like I said, we will all be together to help you understand kind of the atmosphere. It is a single room in the middle, kind of a living room, uh, a large, large meeting area. There's a small kitchen. Uh, so if you need to bring food, we do also have a coffee maker. We'll have chairs, and there's a couple couches, and as I said, there's a TV and AV. And then there's bunks and showers and bathrooms. Showers and bathrooms, obviously, you'll have to take turns. There's only two showers in each bathroom, so if there's you know, quite a few people, then, um, then we'll have to wait. But uh, at this point, I'm trying to keep the numbers of the gathering fairly low. And uh, I would like to, so that way I can actually meet everyone, talk to everyone, address individual questions. We can, we can, um, we can spend some time individually together. So I'd be able to have time to do that rather than just myself and the whole group. I'd like to be able to, you know, sit off to the side because there's an area there where we'd be able to sit and meet. And if you have something private you would like to say or discuss, then I would like to make myself available for that as well. So. Uh, there is a basketball court and things like that. So there's hiking trails. And um, so we will do that. We will go out on, on some uh, walking hikes uh, at some point as well. If, uh, if, you're, if, you're able to, if you're able to do that, then um, if not, then we'll separate into some groups and, and, uh, and discuss things uh, in, in detail within the groups, probably different subject matters within each group. So aside from that, uh, if anyone has any questions on chat about the gathering or about Facebook, uh, feel free to post those. And if anyone has any questions, you can definitely call in. You can call in at area code 646-716-9236. 646-716-9236.
And I'm going to go to a caller right now. I believe um, I believe her name is Kathy or Karen. Sorry, Karen. Hi. So you called. You had a question. Hi. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very good. So you had a, you had a question, I believe. Um, I posted in there. It was about First Samuel. First Samuel, yes, it's chapter 19, and mm-hmm. it's verse 9, and it says, "Then an evil spirit from the Lord came upon Saul." And I'm thinking, well, God is just all love, so why did He put an evil mm-hmm. spirit on someone? Well, you've probably heard me discuss many times that we have both the enemy and we have the Father in us, right? So we have the divine spark, yes. and we also yes. have the enemy. So that harmful spirit, if you know that situation within uh, within First Samuel, that is where uh, Saul, who is the king, yes. and David is basically the leader of his army, right? So uh, And David is revered as being this incredible, inc- incredible military leader, and he's kicking the crap out of the Philistines, right? So yes. um, so he's doing the work he's doing the work of Saul and Saul loves it, but what happens is is the people of the kingdom love David more than they love Saul. And mm-hmm. so they sing David's song, they dance for, you know, they dance they want to dance like David. Um and so that evil spirit that enters into him is the ego. And so that oh, is already okay. established in us. Yeah. So oh, that's, all that's right. the ego yes. of <laughs> makes Makes it make sense, doesn't it? <laughs> it does make sense because I did read the whole thing, and I knew that he hated him. I knew that they loved David more. So that mm-hmm. makes perfect sense now that I know it's the ego within him that is rising. In, within yeah, himself. It, it, because we have the yeah, good remember, and we have the bad in us. I do understand yeah, that so, that paradigm. I do. And, yeah, so but I, then that, I had another – if I could ask you another question. It's in Samuel also – in the okay. same chapter 20, and it's verse 30. And it says, okay. Then Saul's anger was kindled against Jonathan. He he said to him, You son of a perverse, rebellious woman, do I not know that you have chosen the son of Jesse, uh, to which is David, right, uh, son of Jesse, mm-hmm. to your own shame and to the shame of your mother's nakedness. And I thought it meant when it said nakedness in the Bible, that meant that you slept with someone. Um, not always. Okay. Um, nakedness is exposure. So, for instance, where um, is exposure being naked is not uh, not always being uh, not being spiritual anymore. You're now found naked. Okay. Um, yeah. So you're no longer clothed. So there's lots of different there's lots of different ways that uh, that's where you have to kind of read it in the context as to um, of how that would apply. So the entire context of of the entire book at that point is going to tell you who they are. So you have to know the history of each one of those people to understand what that nakedness is. Now, obviously, if if he's speaking of the you know of the whore of Babylon, even that could be considered something that is naked within the physical sense for you know sexual or morality. But again, mm-hmm. even then, sexual immorality, uh, for the most part, when you read sexual immorality in the Bible, particularly in Revelation, when it speaks of the Queen of Babylon and sexual immorality, this mm-hmm. is the deviation from the marriage of the Spirit of God. So you're literally cheating on God, right? Oh. So because you've accepted okay. false values, right? You've accepted false values. You've accepted a false, a, a false God over him, so you are literally cheating on him. I get that now. Right? So that's 
That's yeah, exactly. So that and that's why that's why it is so misunderstood. I can't express this enough. It is so misunderstood. The spirit of God, when it comes into us, we are we are at such a place in this world that we are as broken as broken gets. And so mm-hmm. when the spirit of God comes to us in many ways, or we feel that, it it in many times it's so intimate that it gets interpreted in so many different ways, and it's so difficult for us to rationalize where this goes because we've been programmed to only have a certain amount of feelings. Like that feeling automatically is a sexual feeling. That feeling automatically is, is an anger. That it's, there, mm-hmm. there is no limit to our ability and our switches within ourselves, but we've been reduced down to just this one thing. So somebody can feel the spirit, and immediately it's, an, it's a sexual intimacy rather than an emotional and spiritual intimacy because we've lacked the ability. We've, we've literally lost. We've been out of touch with the Father so, to such a degree that we yes. can't grasp how that, what that intimacy is. Okay, well, that makes perfect sense. I thank you for asking that. I have one other question. I know you're very busy and there's other people. I have a book, and it's called The Other Bible, and I've had it for a long time. And I got it out when I heard you speak um, on one of your posts about the, the Gospel of Philip. And it's called The Other Bible, actually, and it's by Willis Barnstone. And it's got uh, a lot of things in it. Have you heard of the book? I have not. Okay, because it says it has uh, uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls. I mean, I've heard scrolls. of it, but I haven't read it. Oh, yeah, okay. So I was just going to ask you, did you think it was a, a truthful uh, thing to read? This is, uh, this is the, the best way that I could explain anything. I've been asked many times whether somebody should read this book because it's truthful. For instance, I've been asked, uh, as I said in the last video, whether I've read the Satanic Bible. Well, I've read the Satanic Bible written by Anton LaVey. I've also yes, said, like, I heard I, you I said, say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've also I've also read the Bible, which I can tell you that is also a satanic Bible because the enemy has has, as it says, placed himself on the throne, calling himself God. He's he's yes. God all through the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. So you you have to you have to have that discernment, and 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 as I've always continually said, is that the attributes of who it is speaking of, you automatically know whether it's the Father or whether it's the enemy. Yes, I, I, I feel I get that because I've always wondered, well, you know, why would he do all, like you've even mentioned it, why would he have to kill everything? And I'm, and I'm trying to, you know, when I talk to certain people that are walking, trying to walk with Christ also, they, they look at me like I'm crazy because I say that's the God of this world that they're talking about that would do those things, not the Father. Yeah, exactly. is, that, is that correct, right? Exactly. It's, and, but when, they look at me like I'm crazy. A- yeah, well, of course, because they're programmed that way. That's God. They don't know anything else. So when you begin to chisel away at their belief system, unless they're willing to go there with you, they're going to lash yeah. out at you. Yes, and, and they, um, they and have. <laughs> of course. Well, yeah, they. Of course. Yeah, and but see, that's but okay is, because is, you know my my walk with the the Lord, like everybody's, is very personal to me, and, and I want that. I want that. You know, I pray for the Lord to take anything bad out of me, take pride, take the ego, take it all, you know, and just let your yeah. will be done, you know, and I pray for that every morning and for forgiveness every morning when I get up, and it must be doing something because the people around me are saying, gosh, you're, you seem different, Karen, you're changing, um, I'm more humble, not that I was a mean person or anything, but um, if somebody came against me and I thought I was right, I, I always felt a need to defend myself, and, and I don't feel that anymore because I, I know what I know. 
You know, my I know what yeah. my truth is. You, do you know what I mean? Oh, I know exactly what you mean. And if you've spoken to anybody that knows me and that has known me my whole life, they'll tell you that, you know, not that I was a mean person, as you said, I was very nice, but come against me before, come against me before, and it was it was all over for you. Yeah, that's, that's kind of how I was. I, that was it. I was going to mm-hmm. tear limb from limb. I was not going to, there would be nothing that would survive it. I would take you out and I would... I would beat you to a pulp, and if you didn't scream loud enough, I'd make sure you did. So, well, you know, I wouldn't I, do it. I, know, I was not physical, but verbally, I would use well, my I mouth. Well, I wasn't physical either. That's that's what I'm saying. I wasn't physical either. Oh, you're either, saying but verbally could, too? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, could certainly make I was make the a, same way. <laughs> yeah. So I understand that, and that's all ego, right? Every bit of that is ego. Yes, absolutely. And, I mean, and, I even and, uh, had a friend. I said something to her, and, and she's proclaiming to be such a Christian, and within two seconds, she threatened to knock my head off. And I just looked at her, and I said, okay, if you're, you're a Christian, right? And then that, that diffused the whole situation right there, you know, because she was ashamed that she acted that way. I wasn't trying to make her that way, but how can you have Christ in your heart one minute and want to knock someone's head off the next? Yeah, it well, makes sense I, to me. Have you, ever, have you ever seen the movie, uh, the series of The Lord of the Rings? I have. I read it. I, I and I have watched part of it. Yes. Okay. Okay. So when Frodo has the ring, anybody that sees the ring, right? How do they act? Well, they when get they to eventually turn her evil. Egg, well, there you go. So that's the ring you have. That's okay. precisely what the allegory of that movie is. The ring is this good, and that actually has to be taken. So you have to take that that ring that he has. The good is what the evil is, the, the inverse of that. The okay. inverse of that is what causes the evil. And so that's the whole point, that that ring has to be destroyed. It's not that destroyed, you destroy destroyed, good. Destroyed, yes. Rem- yes, so it has to be destroyed because you've got to destroy the contrast of it. So you have to take it away. You have to literally make it part of the earth. That's the whole point of him throwing it into the volcano, and then that becomes part of the earth. The, I've, the, the amazing thing is, is, I would say probably the better part of my life, the only books I ever read was The Lord of the Rings. And I read them over and over and over. So I knew them uh, backwards and forwards. And Frodo was, I, I think, maybe my imaginary friend when I was a, bit, when I was a boy. So Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I read that, that when I was quite young. I'm, I'm old as dirt, I like to say now. But um, I was about 15 <laughs> years old, and I, and I loved the books. And then when the movie came out, it was like whoever did that movie had to be genius because every character in my mind you know like when you read it's a movie you i see a movie in my head and every character it was just so perfect <laughs> so it was a very yes. good series and one more i had one more does a black emoji mean something good or bad uh a black a emoji a black I guess emoji it's... heart okay well i would say that uh, everything everything comes from the person right somebody can throw okay. you a red heart and that means something bad right so Somebody can give you something. It's the intent on which something is given that that is behind it. So I wouldn't read okay. into it uh, too much. In fact, I would I would pretty well ignore um, ignore all perception about everything. That's where okay. Um, that's where you'll know them by their fruit comes from, right? Don't know them. Don't know them by the, the necessarily the words. Know them by what gets manifest as a result of who they are, how they act, yeah. what they do, how they treat others, and so if they're if their comments and things in comment sections are wonderful and they're helping and they're loving on everybody else, obviously the black heart probably doesn't mean anything negative. 
Okay, that's good because I overthink everything. <laughs> but I've really yeah. enjoyed th- talking to you. Thank you very much. And um, I probably won't be one of the ones that can come to Arizona, but I'm hoping one sometime, um, if it's God's will, I, I will find a way to get there sometime. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, well, well. Um, uh, as just like you said, if it's Father's will, if He wants to put you here, and and uh, you're supposed to be. Uh, meeting someone, and it'll happen. There is anything you can do about it. <laughs> That's right. Synchronicity. <laughs> yes. It's liable to happen. You never All know. Right. That. Thank you so much, and, and uh, God bless you. You too. Bye-bye. So I'm going to go to the next question. I have Ray. Ray calling, um, asking about being equally yoked. Ray, you're on. Yes, sir. Hello, uh, Ray? Especially when, yeah, can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Excellent. I just wanted to make sure uh, you understood the question. I have been uh, I just, recently... Yeah, I didn't understand the question. I only have a, a piece of it, so if you could just reiterate it for everyone else. Sure. I'm going through persecution at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, rebuking evil spirits. Is there a such thing as using unevenly yoked prayer in unison? Uh, I, I need to understand uh, a little bit better what your question is. Unevenly yoked prayer in unison. Can you elaborate on that? Um, not knowing who another person follows in our way. Understood that. Understand that. So um, if you're rebuking an evil spirit within them, if they're not evenly yoked with you, um, is there such a thing as praying against them? Is what you're saying? Is there against a such the, thing as, the, as, a, as a fault? Is there a fault within the unison? Because in, the, in Scripture, it talks, it talks about where two or more are present, there I am. That I'm there in their midst. Yes. Well, the there's a few different variants of that. When you get into um, the uh, the book of Philip, there's a different variant of that that it speaks of, where two or two or more deities are gathered, speaking of you being a child of the living God, that you're an inheritance of that. So um, that um, uh, so it's when two or more uh, are gathered, it's a there is a unison that obviously there is a um, an agreement on that which would have that much more influence on on the situation so that there's two just like everything you know when when Jesus talked about something when he said the testimony is is not true unless it is uh, testified by two or more people right so basically you should look at that as in where two or more gathered is that you're there and you're claiming something to be the truth so because there are two people that are confessing and agreed upon truth, that it's going to be true regardless at that point. right? So that can be good and that can be bad. So this is where the enemy can corrupt because obviously if the enemy, enemy is within you, right? so just follow this for a second. If the enemy is within you and you agree with somebody from an evil standpoint, regardless of whether you think you're doing it for the good, if you haven't evaluated that and you haven't applied discernment to that, then you could be agreeing on something evil. And not and and placing that onto somebody else or rebuking somebody unjustifiably. Now, here's the one thing that I want to make make sure that um, that is that is understood. 
that when you see somebody and you see a Christian that says, I rebuke you, and they do these things, none of those things against another person is truly scriptural. Um, it's, it's, they think that they are rebuking this person, that they are, um, if you look at these things, it's very magical. Okay, so it's literally black magic. If you look into, if you look at the Luciferian texts, these things have spo- are spoken of as the powers of Lucifer. So when you're rebuking somebody, you're you're applying your spirit against their spirit. Now, everything that Christ espoused, everything that He espoused was done in love, not hating the sinner, but hating the sin itself and the cause. This is where we have a problem in our judgments is that we judge a person rather than judging the sin and the cause of it. When somebody wants to come to me and say, you know, um, come to me and do something, this is why this is what allows you to be gentle with them is that you don't hold it against them. You hold the sin against the enemy because you have the enemy in you, too. And at one point you were afflicted with the same ego and the same beast within yourself. So what you want to do is you, you want to make sure that you are rebuking the enemy specifically and not that person. And that's why Christ would always speak of come out of her or come out of him. Separating those two is what he was talking about. Drawing the line between the sin and the cause of the sin and the person itself. Because once you've judged that person for that, you've judged yourself. There is no such thing as being unevenly yoked in that case because you are now bringing that person to your level. Rather than lowering them, you want to bring them to your level and say, don't you know who you are? Let me separate you from that sin. So I'm going to rebuke the sin and the cause of that. So even just by talking, you're rebuking the sin itself by by helping them explain what you're saying isn't coming from you. I know you. You're a wonderful person. I know that you have a wonderful heart. The enemy is talking. Please don't let the enemy talk through you. So you're elevating them and making the enemy in sin. Now, they're going to be far more apt to hear that than they will hear, I rebuke you. When somebody wants to rebuke you personally, boy, that's just devastating for them. Devastating. It's way worse on them than it is the person. Brother. Yes. I never got the opportunity. I never got the opportunity to rebuke anything because they fled before okay. I even got here. I was coming. Okay, was so coming you're with the truth. Are you, got it, and then they left, so you didn't get that opportunity. So what they've done is, if you're still feeling the impact of that, you've you've allowed the spirit that they've placed on you, which they've done, to remain with you. So that is where – that's why you pray for them. The only way to get past those things is to forgive them. You always, oh, it yeah. always begins with you forgiving somebody else. It always begins there. It never comes with getting them to forgive. It never comes. It, it must begin with you forgiving them because, see, the, the reality is forgiveness frees you. Seeking forgiveness and forgiving them frees you. It has little to do with them. Once you have forgiven them, then and only then are you free to, to talk to them about their forgiveness. And then and only then, because their sin is still going to remain. If, when you've asked for forgiveness, you're free. That, that's you throwing that backpack over the cliff. You're completely free of that. When you've asked and you've sought forgiveness, 
even if you can't seek forgiveness to their face, you're seeking forgiveness. You're seeking forgiveness for something that you did, even if you don't feel you did anything wrong, even if it's something that they did. You need to forgive them, forgive yourself. Forgiveness is it, and then it's all theirs. It's no longer yours. And and if they and if you can get a hold of them, and even seeking them out and asking for forgiveness, asking them forgive, seek them out, brother, because you're you're trying to free yourself. Brother, let's, yes. let's fast forward a little bit. I want huh? you to know that they have been forgiven. I have forgiven them. I'm free. I'm freestanding. They are trusting the laws of this world, the government. They are trusting the foundation of this world to protect them mm-hmm. from me. Because they don't want to forgive me. I've already asked for forgiveness. I've already forgiven them. I'm in that. Okay, so what is it? What is it that you're seeking then now? What is it? What is it that you're seeking? Do you know? There are children. There are children in between. Yes, I need to. I don't need to. I feel it necessary to maintain the truth. With the children. Otherwise they will not hear the, the tr- word of God. The truth between. Oh so you're speaking. Uh, the truth of the word of God. Or the truth about you and this person. I'm always speaking the word of God. That's, that's all I focus on. And the word of Yeshua. I understand that. I understand that very much. So. I am, I am at the point where. I'm alone. And I don't care about my name. I don't care about my things. But there are dates that I must meet. There are places that I must be. There are mountains that I must climb. And I've already done everything the Father has told me. There's only one thing left. And that's my testimony. My testimony to the truth. And that will change. Everything. I just so wanted to know your testimony. If, the, okay. if there is anything uneven about an unevenly yoked prayer, because I never, I never asked, I never asked the brothers in the same room with me who they follow. You know, we were all there for the same thing, for deliverance, deliverance from evil. That's why we met. And the next day, I was coming home to bring it. It fled. It fled. Through the enemy's hands. Well, obviously, I don't know the entire circumstances of the situation. But what I would, what I would suggest is, you sound like if you've forgiven them, then waiting on the Father to t- tell you what you need to do next. Obviously, you, dates are. You said that you have mountains to climb. I don't know what those mountains are. We all have those dates, and we all have mountains to climb. Now, obviously, you know that when you were speaking this truth that you were promised persecution, yes. that it will come, and that you have to accept that persecution with oh, yeah. joy. 
I because it's a confirmation like a, that you're doing it. Right. So so accepting if it's joy. Yeah. <laughs> that's why when I that's when I get attacked, I you know I I, I go well. All you're doing is confirming scripture. You're confirming that this would happen, so this is beautiful. I mean, it becomes that confirmation. I've spoken of falling down from that mountain and having the rocks pile on top of you and laying in the puddle of blood and then seeing the treasure that you've been seeking your whole life. You're now happy about the fall and happy about the blood because that's what it took to find that treasure. So in that persecution, obviously finding joy in that and then resting. That's why he says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Because he's telling you to not let this stuff weigh on you. This is all things of the world and these people. You leave that in his hands. If you've found forgiveness or you've forgiven them, then you rest. Wait wait on him. Right. You put it put it in his but hands and just wait on him. You confirmed every thought that I had. You confirmed every thought and emotion and feeling that I had about this situation. Thank you. But if anyone yeah, else well, that, there, that, you know, wants to write and, and get free of sin... Can I go ahead and say it? Rebuke it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ray, I really appreciate you calling, and um, and I, uh, I'm yeah. I'm there with Gotta you, go. and I believe that many many people listening are are there with you as well. We're all being persecuted. Every single I don't think I've heard one story with the. You know, I will tell you a very good story that I've heard amazing things about healing between family members where they've recognized that they had been persecuting somebody else in their family at, for the same thing, where they all of a sudden, they, they found the way, they found the truth, and they realized that for years they've been persecuting their own family for this, and they were devastated by that. And in that, they found, they went, sought forgiveness, and created this massive healing that when that awakening takes place, the healing, and what, what happens is if you cut yourself, there's a scar tissue that builds up after. That skin where that scar tissue is, is five times stronger than the skin that was before that. So always know that when something is healed, the strength that it builds on top of that is just unbelievable. And sometimes the, those wounds get reopened, but again, scar tissue is, is that, much more, uh, that, that much stronger, so... Continue in the path. You you sound like that you're 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 doing it. You sound like that you're that you're following the way. This is the way. It is it. This is not complicated. It it only feels complicated because you're being yanked out of the world. I try, I try to explain it. It's like you're being turned inside out. That your soul is coming on the from the inside and and it's being put on the outside. That that all of a sudden now your your soul is so you're so vulnerable. You're so on the on so vulnerable that uh, that it's um, that it, it's painful at first. It's incredibly painful at first. I will continue to trust my instinct. Trust the, the spirit. All right. Well, if, I I appreciate you calling, Ray, and uh, I'm sure we'll speak soon. Yes, sir. Bye. All right. Thanks so much. So I'm going to go to uh, – thank you, Ray. I really appreciate that call. Uh, I'm going to go to Victoria. Victoria is in Florida. Victoria, Hello. you're on. Hey, can you hear how me? are you? I can. I'm good. Nice to talk to you. Good to talk with you. Well, the scripture. I've got a couple of questions actually, but um, um, you know the story of Ananias and Sapphira in Acts chapter yes. five. K. 
can you uh-huh. explain this to me? Because I've never okay. heard this in any other. Is, is it in there anywhere else? I don't think so. Uh, uh, Where they fell yeah, down this? Yeah, this is uh, well. Let me <laughs> let me try to explain. Let me give a little bit of context to uh, Ananias and, and Safira. So these okay. um, these were obvious obviously two people that had money, that had property, and call them um, uh, call them a wannabes, right? They wanted to be a part of the church. So the the okay. establishment, the church was being established, and everybody was selling their selling their properties and their goods, all of it, because they were relinquishing to the church. They were, they were recognizing what, what Yeshua had told them. They were finally grasping it all, and they were like, this is it. We are the church. We're going to sell everything. We're going to abandon ourselves from the government systems. We're going to leave Jerusalem. We're going to, we're going to, to leave, and we're going to live in this community. So they were building a community. And so they would bring and they would sell it and they would bring the money and they would lay it at the apostles' feet. Well, obviously the money that they were bringing was real money, so it was silver and gold. It was not the fiat currency of the Romans. And um, and they would then build up this community and take care of the community. So this is where everybody learns to cooperate and be with each other. right? So the whole purpose of that quality of one mind and of one accord, right? so yeah. everybody is equal in that environment. That's like that's precisely what Yeshua was talking about. When he would say, you know, there is no, there's no member that's more important. In fact, the least of you will be the most. So he was, he was talking about the, the equality because we are all sovereign. We are all sovereign in the Father, and we inherit that sovereignty. So there is no one that is greater than the other. Um, and so with that said, everybody came into this community making themselves equal by giving up everything and building it as part of the community that they now added to them. This is where marriage is one person plus one person equals one person. It doesn't equal two. One plus one doesn't equal two. It never did. It equals one, right? So this is many become one. That's why the enemy usurped that whole stating with e pluribus unum on the coin, out of many become one. They're trying to emulate what is truly the fathers and saying, hey, this is the United States of America out of many one bs oh, right wow. complete lie oh, wow. so <laughs> yes complete lie so what you're seeing there is uh ananias and Safira. they came and they held back part of the money for themselves so yes. immediately that they they were holding something back and so by pointing it out the devastation and the humility that people of ego are they were dead before them. Forget about the physical death. They didn't physically drop dead. Everything speaks of the things in the spiritual sense because the reality of the situation is if you die spiritually to something that is so important because they would never be able to be a part of this group again. It it has nothing to do with the apostles not allowing them to. It has to do with what we do to ourselves. Everything is a conscious state. So if you're lying to the Spirit, essentially you're lying to the Holy Spirit in you, mm-hmm. you will never forgive yourself. They would never at that point, once it was disclosed to them, and the apostles, all they did was point it out because they could see that they were being lied to. So they're like, why are you choosing to hold something back? Why are you trying to come in and infiltrate this? 
<laughs> it's it's why are you trying to infiltrate this and be different? Why are you what are you holding back? Do what do you not understand about this group? Right? What do you not understand about this church that is being built? And so when that was exposed to them, the the for those that exalt themselves will be humbled is truly manifest. He was mm-hmm. he was wiped out, right? Wiped out. Right. And then all of a sudden his wife comes in and was like, Hey, your husband feels like the biggest idiot in the world and he's now dead. He'll never be he'll never let himself come back into this place. In other words, he's lost his chance to be part of the church because he'll never allow himself. It's not that they wouldn't allow him. He will never allow it because he still has his ego. And that okay. ego wiped him out. Right? He wiped him out. And then his wife comes in, finds out she's attached to him and forget it. She she was a, she was in part of the conspiracy with him. So she was wiped yes. out too. So that's like they went out and buried them. Basically, they went out and took them outside the gates of the community and said, we'll see you later because we know you're not coming back. It's not that they wouldn't have them, but they're not in any condition to be there because surrender is everything. If you can't surrender to this world, the whole purpose of the gospel is to literally give it up. If you cannot deny everything that this world is, everything that this flesh is, if you cannot deny this, it's not to say that you won't be in it. There's a process. You have to reaccept who you are in this flesh. So first you've got to die to it. You have to completely surrender everything you are, everything you thought, everything you thought your flesh was. Surrender that, and then you can accept the new clothing that's put on you. And now you no longer you, – you, I mean you're very self-aware. Self-aware is what this is. You're aware of the things that you say, and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't even believe I said that. Right, And so you immediately want to go out and wash yourself of those things. So <laughs> these two keep still having their ego were just wiped out. And this is where I have a problem with how these things are taught. Because what, the way I'm telling you and the way I'm explaining it to you is the truth. And that way, now you can actually see how it truly does apply because we live in the ego world. But when a church ignores the truth of these scriptures... And they're telling you that these people drop dead. It's kind of like having the king that you know dropped dead on the thing that was eaten by worms. You know, right. You're never gonna you're never gonna find the truth. The truth is in front of you, and it's actually real. And gra- you can grasp it. You can hold it. You can feel it. You can understand it because you're like, yep, I would I would do exactly the same thing. I'd have dropped dead right in my own shoes right there. <laughs> when you understand what it was, like you you have to be able to tell people the gravity of the situation and only now do we fully grasp what is going on when you're when you're awakened to this world only now can you really grasp how desperate it is and how important it is for you to get away from it because right. it will go down you'll go down with it when it goes down you'll go down with it it says man's mind will flee from them it will be pointless to them they won't even know what to do the people that are not awake as these changes continue to take place, they won't even know how to say their own name. They'll doubt that their name is who they are. They won't even right. they won't even they won't be able to grasp anything because the the shock of the revelations that will come in an instant will destroy everything that they thought was true. They won't have the time to recover their senses. Their minds yeah. will be wiped out like mush. And so this is why now everybody that's listening to this, you're prepared, right? You're already prepared. Even if you're not fully in Christ, even if you haven't fully surrendered, 
you're prepared for bad stuff. So when it does happen, you're going to be, you're automatically going to go, yeah, I knew that was going to happen. You won't be surprised right. at it. Right. You well, won't, right. It won't like, shock you. Right. No, well, I yeah, think some really bad things sir. <laughs> I mean, you know, with the financial system, it's probably going to collapse. Well, prophecy must be fulfilled. Even the enemy yes. has the intention of fulfilling the prophecy. We will have this war. There will be bloodshed mm-hmm. at a level that you can't even imagine. These things are going to take place, period. Right? So mm-hmm. the enemy's words are the enemy is just as concerned about fulfilling prophecy as the father is. That's the one thing that people do not grasp is that this is part of his game. This is why this is why the Luciferians that's why they run the show. This is their show. They're the ones that oh, make yeah. sure that everything happens in the way. And this is why the truth and the lie are so close together that it's almost indistinguishable. Almost indistinguishable. The enemy is just that good. He is that sly. He is that slithery. That you can't even you it's so difficult to wrap your mind around it. And that's where and that's where you don't necessarily have to when somebody says, I just can't understand it all, but I know that it's true. Okay, well, just rest in the fact that you know it's true. When you're supposed to understand it, you will. Believe me. That's where it's like surrender. That's why – that's precisely as I said earlier. That's why Christ said, hey, my yoke is easy, my burden light. Don't if, – if this feels heavy to you, throw that off. Keep throwing off the heavy burdens because that doesn't reflect his works. That's the enemy still in you. Mm-hmm. The whole point of this is rest. I'm just going to rest and know that the Father loves me. If that's all you know, then that's all you need to know. If, you, if all you need to know right now is that you are his and he is yours, that's it. You don't need to know anything else. He'll show you everything you need when you need. He will never give you more than you can handle. Only you will give well, yourself more than you can handle. Right. Right. Well, there is another. Can you touch on Matthew seventeen twenty-five? I'll read it to you. Okay. He said, yes, and when he had come into the house, Jesus prevented him, saying, "What? Thank you, Simon. Of whom do the kings of the earth take custom or tribute? Of their own children or of strangers? Mm-hmm. Of and, your own children. Well, the, there's a perfect example of different translations, but um, but mm-hmm. go ahead, keep reading. But the children, I just this is one that has stood out to me because I've understood the fiat system, and for mm-hmm. a long time, a decade and a half more even, and you know I studied some of that, and um, it, the children are free. So the tax-exempt status, I, I actually ran this across my former pastor back in 2002 because I was looking at that, and it was like unbelievable. I printed that off, and it's like that just negates anything that the Bible says. You can't use the Word of God as a defense if there, if there comes up a, a dispute. The state has the authority over the Word of God. So... And that really hit mm-hmm. me. So, I mean, I went to him in a humble spirit, but, you know, it wasn't received too well. But it still hasn't. That's, that's the ego. 
<laughs> yeah. That's the ego of that's the ego of the pastor. When he doesn't know how to answer a question, he'll just get upset and he'll be like, "Well, you're not supposed to understand those things." Um, yeah, if he doesn't, that's it's an unfortunate thing. But there's there's always going to be different components to this. So let me explain because this is um, uh, the temple tax is something that I've actually spoken about in the videos where um, where it's speaking of specifically where the apostles would ask him, you know, how do we pay this tax? Because remember that Yeshua had just told them to render unto Caesars what is Caesars about the fiat currency, right? Give that back yeah. to Caesar what is God's. So true value as opposed to something that have, was a lie. So the important part okay. about this is that the that the tax collectors were asking him. So I'm going to give you the physical component of this, and then I'm going to give you the spiritual side to it. Because there's always those two aspects of every single scripture. When it okay. comes to the New Testament, the Old Testament will be about circumstances and about um, about the enemy versus the true God, and the um, and the New Testament is going to be it's the revealing, right? The New Testament is the revealing. So Christ concealed in the Old Testament. So where is Christ concealed? It's never going to be really be mentioned directly. It's very concealed. And then the New Testament, the gospel that 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 Christ was proclaiming was the uh, the revealing of Himself. This is what it is. So he was he was taking the cryptic version in the Old Testament and revealing it to you now. So there was the concealing and then the revealing. So with that said, everything here will be the physical component and the spiritual component. Just like I said when when Jesus referred to uh, the temple, he said, "You see all these things. There won't be one stone that is not thrown down." He's mm -hmm. speaking of spiritually and physically, because he's tearing down their beliefs, their spiritual beliefs, which had become lies. Where they had yeah. where they had misinterpreted the law of Moses purposely for the for their own greedy purposes, right? Brood of vipers. They had become mm -hmm. a brood of vipers that they were wanted to just literally suck the blood out of everybody around them. So, um, this is when he started destroying their their interpretation of the law and how that was established. And then as a result of wiping out their belief system, who their God was, their father was Satan, he said, who this was, that they, their temples, the physical manifestation of their belief now was manifest in these opulent temples, which had become banks. So these temples with the money changers, mm -hmm. that's the whole thing of him turning over the money changers, right? And turning in his, he said, you know, you've turned into the father's house into, um, uh, well, he, he called them a, a den of robbers, right? So... Uh, but mm -hmm. he was uh, uh, he was pretty angry, obviously, right? Built whips of cords. Wait, so yeah. he was, yeah, he wasn't. I don't think he was too happy with anything that he found. That's that's another thing. But the reality is, he was going in and saying that you have altered this, you've removed it from the spiritual, and he was tearing down their idea of that law. And so he said that the whole temple would be torn down because once people's belief system was shattered. The things that they built based on that belief system in the physical form will be torn down. So now we get to the tax part. This is where you have to have patience and where it says precept upon precept, a little bit here, a little bit there. You have to go to other places in the word to understand something so you can understand this. So sometimes it might seem like I take a long path, but ultimately when, when we get to the end of this, it's an indelible understanding of it. That So he says that... Um, that he said, who do you think he's, he's specifying what the whole tax purpose was about? So think about a, sphere, a spiritual and a, and a physical. So who do, you, who do you think that the kings of earth 
um, take toll or tax from? Is it from their sons or from others, right? So he's speaking of two things. In the physical form, who is paying for it? The children, or, or is, he, is his son paying for it? Or is he taking it and, and doing it for others? So the kings of the world, or their families aren't being taxed. They're going to use it from the slaves. So he's literally telling you that it's become a slave system. So he's showing you in the physical form that it's a slave system, that others are taxing others. They have become kings. They've become a, uh, a monarchy, an oligarchy, whatever you want to call that. That he's saying, this is the system of the enemy. This is, this is who runs this show. But he's also speaking of the spiritual sense. This is the genius, the absolute genius of Jesus. I mean staggering. That he didn't say one word. He didn't say one word that didn't cover everything. He could tell you, the, he could tell you an entire book in a sentence. And so when he's talking about this, he's speaking of the father, and he's speaking of the sons, and who pays this, right? So what are you doing to father's children, and where is the tax being paid? So you've taken the father's children, and the sons don't have to pay, right, that somebody else is going to pay. So he's also speaking in the spiritual sense that, that we're, we're here. We don't have to – this price as well isn't ours to pay. That's why he doesn't judge you. So that's why forgiveness is offered. So he's even explaining to you in the same sense. I mean, I could talk about this for days and days and days in different ways. He's explaining to you that the tax isn't yours either. It's not the sons in his sense either. So they had taken the father's rules, like I've said, everything that is the father's, they'll take and invert it turn it into their own against the people. So everything the Father creates, the enemy corrupts. Everything. So he's showing you the inverse of this, that, that the sons don't have to pay, and that's how they would justify it. Well, what are you talking about? The sons of God don't have to pay for their sins either. He's already offered forgiveness. So our sons, the kings, and that's why they exalt themselves, don't have to pay, that we'll charge it to others. But the reality is the Father is telling you here, and, and Yeshua is telling you right here that somebody else is going to pay for this, and it's going to be the ones that are charging you for it. And that's the Father. Basically, the judgment is going to be paid by those that have imposed this on you. This is this judgment to come. They're going to pay. They're going to pay mm-hmm. dearly. They have no concept of how badly they're going to pay because we're here. Oh. We're awake, and this is coming. Right, the consciousness of the world is changing. Isn't it going to be Revelation three nine? They will acknowledge that God has loved us. Yes, they will acknowledge that. Wow. Yeah, they'll acknowledge that God has loved us. (laughs) This, this, This doesn't bode well for them. This is why I say this is an exciting time. This is an amazing. The mere fact that you're even here to witness this is amazing. Yes, it is. is. Thank you. I get excited about it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Victoria. Thank you for calling. I love these questions. Thanks. Thanks. So, uh, thank you, Victoria. Uh, I'm going to go to. um, I can't really read these things. Sorry, I don't have my glasses on, folks. You spent as many years in front of a computer screen as as I have uh 
the eyes take a little um, take a little bit of a beating. I'm going to go to Stephanie in Washington. Stephanie, you're on the air. Hello, uh, greetings, family. Greetings, Derek. Um, I just have a, a brief question. It's about the gathering, and I'm wondering for those of us who aren't going to be able to make it but still want to some way be a part, will there be any form of a scholarship or something for maybe folks who can afford to travel but uh, can't afford the lodging and meals? We could, like, toss in a pot and make something happen for them so they could make it and connect? Well, you know, I, I've, I haven't actually um, – I haven't considered any of that. I try to stay – you know, I'm sure you know this. I try to stay entirely oh, away from any, any – away from it entirely – um, but I right. think that, um, you know, you've said that and anybody that is listening that would like to try to come and that needs some assistance that they can let me know that through email and, and you can, and you, and if you, uh, are willing to offer assistance, then, then I would just basically put you two together. I, I wouldn't want to be the middle person for that again, okay. you know, that, that if that way somebody else, that way I could put you in touch with them and you guys, you guys can, can do that together. Okay, or maybe we could figure out a different way where you don't have to be in the middle because you have a gajillion things on your plate. Maybe, yeah. maybe I could just put an offer on the wire at CIC. Yeah, you. Yeah, you could do that. Or, you could do that and but somebody I, could maybe there's other people are, like our folks that live in other countries that can't come, but say, "Oh, I, I could do that." You know, I could pay yeah, out some dough. Exactly. Sure. No, no, I appreciate that. I, I think, you know, putting, if you wanted to put that on CIC and on the wire and, and, you know, you guys could, like I said, just a way that you could connect together. It's, that's perfectly fine. I think that's wonderful. You, you know, the thing is, is that when people ask me things, I always just say, I can't, I'm not going to deny you. The father tells you to do something. I'm not going to tell you that he hasn't told you to do that. That's not mine. To, that's not my mind to make, you know, so I don't want to ever get involved and say, that's not appropriate or that's appropriate because how, you know, how the father works is, is amazing. I, I, I don't ever want to stand in his way. So I don't, I don't right. want to stand in your way either. I don't want to tell you what your purpose is. If your purpose is to do that, then absolutely, you, you know, we should uh, find a way for you to, to fulfill that or help and help fulfill that. I just would like to make sure that there's no way that, that it can never be perceived that I'm somehow in the middle of these things, right? If, if one person can't hear the things or they don't hear what we're talking about because they think, they think initially their initial reaction is that I'm somehow doing this for money, well, then that's a problem. And it would break my yeah. heart if there was one person that didn't hear it as a result of that, right? So I want to make sure that, right. that I'm obedient. And I've been told very, very clearly to stay away from it. <laughs> So, right. Well, yeah, I used to be in the banking industry, so right on. I, I totally get yeah. all of that. And thank you. Yeah, you, know, and you know, thank you, you Father. You know it well. Yeah. Yeah, I do. So, um, so now, look, I've already you, removed you, myself yeah. from the group on Facebook, so could maybe you just put up a little blurb on Facebook and then I'll do the Crucified in Christ or just so we make sure that every, you know, whoever needs it can get to it. I want to make sure the word gets out. You know, there might sure. be help. Absolutely. Okay, well, everybody knows, um, and they can. Do you have a, a username that's on CIC that uh, that is, or is it, or is it just your name? No, I, yeah, I'm just one of those weird people. I just use my name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never know. People will contact me that they'll go. We've talked before, and I'm like, really? Right. Where? And they you know, because they've got one name someplace else, and that's why I'm just me. You know. <laughs> It, it, it's 
exactly. Keep it simple. And for folks like me with memory problems, it's like, I don't know who you are. You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wish I did, but I don't. All right. So, well, thank you very much. And I'm sorry I won't be able to meet with you. And, um, yeah, you know, when it's time, it'll happen. That's cool. Perfect. All right. Well, I appreciate you calling, and and that's wonderful, wonderful for you um, the, to to make that offer. I hope that uh, that you'll find somebody that that you can help out. Yeah. Well, you know, it's up to the father. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie. I appreciate it. Uh huh. You're welcome. Have a wonderful evening. You too. You too. Thanks so much. So I'm going to go to uh, Gary in Chicago. Gary in Chicago. You're hey. on. Hey. Brother Derek. How are you? I'm How good. Are you doing, Gary? How's I'm good. Chicago? Gary Rosenquist. Oh, you know. Oh, here. yeah. Hey, how are you? I, I, I've been wanting how... to get out of Chicago my whole life. <laughs> well, I... Because <laughs> it's so corrupt. I spent... It's, oh, it's so bad. corrupt. I spent a lot of I'm, time I'm fighting there. it. Uh, you know, but I'm married with the woman I love and four kids and three grandkids. I'm the same age as you. And, you know, since I was... 10 years old, I knew religion was a bunch of baloney, and yeah. it really upset my parents. You know, I was raised a uh, strict Catholic, and uh, I just didn't, just, just didn't uh, resonate with me. And everything you talk about just resonates, you know, and uh, <clears throat> everything you talk about, I know Father is talking to me through you. And uh, synchronicities are crazy. Numbers, I'm seeing numbers all the time. And, uh, you know, I'm just really proud of you, and I really want to give you my love and support. And I wish I could make it out there. Uh, If I can, I will. If there is a will, there'll be a way. Um, I have two things. One, first and foremost, is the hawk that you had on your hand on the one video I saw. You didn't have a glove on. And I was just wondering. No, I about didn't. It. Yeah, that was it. Was incredibly painful. <laughs> it was incredibly imagine. painful because, yeah, if you've ever seen the talons on a hawk, um, you know, in order to close them, they actually go inside of each other. So it, they create this uh, kind of like the the teeth of a tick. Um, they're intended once they hold their prey, you know, the prey is not getting away, so they curve into into next to one another. And so, in order for them to actually close their talons. They have to pinch through, and um, and so if it's a stick or something like that, obviously they can wrap around the stick that they don't penetrate the stick. But on my arm, yeah, I, I don't know whether you could see it, but yeah, those talons were inside my skin. It was it was very painful, and and he would not. So was it let a, go? Was it random? Was it a random thing, or was it like Literally. a friend's talk? Or I, really? No, no, I was no. This was on the street in a, in a suburb of L.A. So not a lot of whole not not a whole lot of hawks flying around, and I was actually yeah. um, it was kind of like an outdoor cafe for a restaurant, and I had gone to sit down, and I guess I didn't see, but the person that was sitting there saw the hawk first, came and flew over top of my head, and I didn't <laughs> see that part, and then I sat down, and then the hawk landed on my arm, and the lady next to me screamed. She was like, "Oh my gosh!" and she's screaming and. So the hawk lands on my arm, and um, other people, when they got near me, the hawk would – she would stretch out her wings and scream at them. 
And of course, her talons would dig into me even harder. So I was like, stay away because this hurts. Right. And and I could pet her and she was like making all sorts of little clicks and things and noises to me. It was adorable. She was sweet, but just not to the people. And when fish and game, so people called fish and game. I had that hawk on my arm for probably two hours. Um and uh, when fish and game would come and try to pull it off, the hawk would lose it. Like just basically, it was like, leave me alone. I'm where I want to be. And so we basically sat there for a little bit, and they put a box on the table for me. And the box was big enough uh, that I could move my whole arm and her into the box while petting her. And then once I had her in there, I just kind of pulled her talons, and, and then she stayed in the box. And, and I closed up the box, and they took her away. But it was it was a remarkable experience to be you know, to, to be accosted by a bird like that. But I've had, um, when I was a child, I had a pet. I was uh, running a uh, uh, a lodge up in uh, northern British Columbia, a place called Clean to Clean. And, um, and wherever I'd go, I had a big owl that would follow the truck, even in the daytime, right? I know they're nocturnal animals, but it didn't matter, this owl. So I named him, gave him name of Charlie, and he'd, he'd sit and watch me fish. And wherever I went out in the woods, which was quite a ways out in the middle of nowhere, this this owl would follow me. So I've had kind of a, a, a thing with birds, and and there's a, a quick funny story that um, my daughter, when she was um, about 16, her boyfriend was over, and I would always go out and I'd hoot at the owls, or I I could impersonate my kids love it because I could impersonate pretty well any animal, and do you know calls that sounded authentic, and and uh, my daughter's new boyfriend. I guess he was standing outside uh, and and he heard me hooting to these owls. And so he goes into my daughter and says, you know, do you know your dad talks to owls? And my daughter, of course, is like, well, yeah, of course, he always does. And, uh, you know, she just said it as a matter of fact. And then and he goes, yeah, but they talk back. <laughs> and so because they would hoot back to me, I'd hoot at them and then they'd and I'd change my call and they'd change their call. So it was uh it's fun. Yeah, I've always had a thing with birds, and uh, love I've, it. So yeah, that was that video. I've I've yep. never felt like I belong here, on this planet, and uh, I've always had my yeah, own me, belief me in Jesus. You know, I tried Christianity, and I always thought that you know Jesus is my brother, and that we are Jesus. We are all one. We are all God. We are all Jesus. We're all. We are we are all the same being, and and Jesus was trying to tell us that. And uh, you know, I've never been afraid of death ever. And I have four grown kids. I've been married for thirty two years. I'm a truck driver. Uh, if I, if if I wasn't stuck to my job to to take care of my family, I would be living in the woods with the animals because I seem to connect with the animals more. And uh, I was just wondering. What your take is on, and this is off the wall, but like you hear about uh, aliens and Antarctica and Nibiru, and I was just wondering mm-hmm. what your take is on that and what that, you know, where you where you uh, your thoughts are on that. Uh, well, and, I can and, tell and you, Derek, and Derek, also, can you give us? Yes. I know you have. I know I'm sorry to interrupt you, but <clears throat> I know you father is giving you a certain timeline to tell us you know what's really going on, and I kind of have a feeling, but can you give us something? Yes, Please. um, I could tell you very much that um 
if you're, you know, and I, I've hinted at things and very much just like, you know, as you said that I, I don't, you know, you've got people talking about things all over online and, um, and there's a, uh, a huge amount of information. Some of it's true. Some of it isn't. Um, uh, but I, I'm never going to say that someone doesn't have some truth in what they say, just as I point out always in, in scripture that they have some truths and some, some of it they don't. And the truth is what you what is revealed to you is truth. Ultimately, that's what's going to be uh, the case in, in all cases. Um, I will tell you this, that that you you do not find ancient scriptures that are 50,000 years old written in ancient cuneiform that have just, you know, over the past 25 years really had uh, translations of them and understood them. These things happen in the appropriate times, but these are... Um, these are not common knowledge. Not everybody knows about them. So if the enemy really wanted you to to think a specific way, well, he would be indoctrinating you from the beginning like he has been with religions. When it comes to the things about Nibiru and, and, or Planet X and all of these things, the reality is you cannot avoid the, the ancient history of this. So let me just say when it comes to this celestial body that is here, I'll tell you that right now. Okay, it, it isn't it isn't um, um, 150 billion miles, you know, uh, uh, behind the sun. It isn't. It's between us and the sun, and that's relatively speaking very close. Okay, so that's that's close. Um, I would say that in between the moon and us would be terrifyingly close, and we wouldn't be here anymore if that were the case. So yes, there is this celestial body, this celestial system which is out there. We are a binary system. So a confirmation in that, when I say a binary system, everything that you know, everything in this reality is binary. There is no such thing as hot without cold. There is no such thing as good without evil. There is no such thing as dark without light. Everything is binary. Everything has its opposite. It's precisely why the enemy is here. He is the inverse of God, so he is the opposite of him. He exists because the Father allows him to for a purpose. When anybody wants to say, well, no, the God wants to wipe him out. No, trust me, believe me, he's necessary for what the Father needs to accomplish. He's necessary or he would be gone. That's how things work. This is difficult for people to grasp. Now, with that said, the binary system where there is the inverse or the opposite of everything, the yin and the yang, all ancient history, all ancient structures, everything has this in it. This celestial body is carved in stones literally that where they're finding and they're figuring out from a dating perspective that we're talking 300,000 years ago. So these celestial bodies come like a clock and in perfect timing in the book of Enoch, which is why it would have been removed from the Bible and from the scriptures, which by the way, if anybody wants to discount the books of book of Enoch's um, uh, authenticity, so to speak, what you first have to do is read it before you even speak like that about it because one Enoch is one of the most profound books because literally everything that that Yeshua says is from that book everything when you recognize just how much he quotes that book in references it's clear that he was um, he didn't just know it existed he was well studied in it and then you also have the quote from Jude which quotes directly from it you also have Peter, which quotes directly from it. So 
So Yeshua and the apostles were very aware of the book of Enoch. Now, in the book of Enoch, it speaks very much of this celestial body. It speaks very much of our situation here. It speaks very much of the timing of things. So when uh, in the book of Enoch, it states, observe the sun and how it rises and sets on my command. Observe the moon and how it comes and gives its light, light and disappears on my command. Observe the celestial bodies and how they appear on my command. Observe um, the stars and they appear in their proper order and in their proper place on my command. And when these things no longer obey my command, know that I'm at the very gates. So with that said, there isn't anyone denying, not a scientist, not anybody, even the lying scientists, because they cannot deny that these things are not happening in order. The sun is not rising where it's supposed to be. It's not setting where it's supposed to be. The moon is out of place. It's in places that it's not supposed to be. You have celestial bodies that they're now hiding with chemicals right in front of your face. There is more than enough evidence. There are things taking place from a let's just call a, uh, a vibrational standpoint. And when I say vibrations that become very clear, I can do it myself. I can videotape and, and right now looking at the sky where there are things, the frame rates on video cameras today can capture these things where you'll just go across and you might look at it as kind of a, a camera glitch where you'll be scanning the sky with your camera. And as you go across a certain spot, a certain line, your camera will get all wavy. The, mm-hmm. the video itself will go wavy for a second, and you'll see a line, a dividing line. These are different yep. magnetic forces, okay? These are things that are taking place. To, to not see these things, you literally have to intentionally plant your head in the ground and go, I'm not seeing it, I'm not seeing it. You have to intentionally ignore these things. Okay, so we're awake, right? so, but it's making me so frustrated because all my family – and friends think I'm crazy. And, but I'm not afraid to tell them how I feel and how I think. Um, but are they going to be able to see it someday? Are they going to wake up in our lifetime? Are we ascending? Every knee, you know, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess. Right? So yeah. the point is, the reason why is because they're going to know that this consciousness, the people that have been speaking of this, they're going to say, yep, what you've said is true. They will see it. Now, whether they survive it, so let, 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 me just, let me just say that there are a number of different variables as far as what surviving it means. Forget about surviving it physically. That is the least of your concerns. Because if you die in a clean conscious state, Call it whatever you want from whatever religion, right? You die with good karma. You, whatever you kund, your, your kundalini is clean, however you want to phrase it, right? Your consciousness. Yeah. This is all of these different cultures espousing the same thing, different religions speaking of the exact same thing, different words, right? Derek, One country has a language. Thing, they... My favorite thing you say is this is a meat suit. And oh, I've always believed that. As much as I love my, my kids, my kids worship me, and they come first. There's givers and takers in this planet, and I'm a giver. And I would die for anybody I know. Even I would die for somebody I don't even know. And I'm not afraid to die. Okay? This is just a meat suit. And 
Yep. I'm ready. You know, I want to go home. I'm tired of this. I really am. And I just, I just want father to, I just want a date. Give me a date. Give me a timeline. Give me something, <laughs> you know, it's, I'm so frustrated. Well, <laughs> well, let me let me tell you, I you'll never hear me tell you a date because obviously scripture doesn't even give you a date, but it gives you the season. And that's why it says no yeah. one will know the date the time the, the the date of the time, but they will know the season. We are definitely in the season. So this is where, you know, if you knew the robber was coming, you'd be preparing for him. Well, <laughs> that's what's happening, right? So we you're preparing for him. You're doing you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be man. doing. You're prepared. Hey, let me tell you, Derek, let me tell you. Let me tell you, man. You know, I've been following you since you started, and I respond to all your posts. And let me tell you how much I love you, and I care for you, and I would be there for you at the drop of a hat if that's what had to happen, if Father wanted it to happen. I, I, I'm going to meet you. I just want to <laughs> oh, tell you, and everybody, and everybody listening, how much I appreciate you and I love you and I support you. And, uh, you know, this is all going to have a good outcome. I know it. Oh, it will. So God, It'll bless, be a, it, you. God bless you, buddy. Yeah, thank, thank you, man. You too. I really appreciate your call. And believe me, this all does turn out all right. We already know who wins. Oh, I right? know. Because, I know. Yeah. yeah we're You're not proof. relegated only proof. to this place. Yes, we, we know who proof, wins. Brother. So, you're you're the modern day Yahshua, man. I'm telling you, we all are. We all are. I'm not, I know. I know. I know. I know. We all are. I know. And 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 God bless you, buddy. You too, man. I appreciate your call. And you have a good Thanks, weekend, man. We'll talk. Man. To Try to relax. You... Oh, I am always relaxed. And, even even when even when I seem intense. Just... Hey, and let me tell you this: your that dog scared the crap out of me the other day. I sent that text the other day. <laughs> <laughs> that was so well, funny. That's, well, that's evidence. That's evidence that I don't actually view the. You know, I'll just know when the wind comes up, so I'll know, and I'll make a comment about the wind. The one time I actually posted that, uh, posted in the video that the wind got really, really loud because I could see it when I put it in the editor, just how high the uh, the uh, the the frequency rating was, and I was like, oh, that wind is awful. So I threw in a little notification just so you could know that it wasn't like that through the whole video but i didn't know that dog bark was there until i watched it myself and, <laughs> and i and i was watching it pretty loud and i'll tell you i came out of my skin yeah. too so but i did edit i did edit that out so it's uh, uh i was able to edit that out at the end of that <laughs> so and i got my wife my wife and my son are following you too you know you're touching oh, well, a lot awesome. of lives man you're touching a lot of lives brother and you're the real deal you're you're no fake and uh you know i love you buddy Oh man, I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that, and I know. Uh, we'll. I'm sure we're going to meet soon. We will. I promise. All right, Gary. Love you much. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. I love you too, bud. Bye bye. All right, so we're going to go to Ricardo in California. Ricardo, you're on Hello? with Derek. Yes, we we yeah. don't have a whole lot of time left, so we got to rush through this. Okay. Oh, um, I had a question um, about uh, the enemy. Okay. Yes. I know you speak of um, we have, you know, uh, our purpose here on earth and um, we don't want to repeat this again, right? Um, you yes. say that this is now. And I, I believe the same thing. You know, I wouldn't want to repeat this, all this suffering and being just kids suffer, wars. It's just, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to come back here, right? But yeah, 
I wanted to ask you about the enemy. You say that he's afraid because his time is short. Okay. Yep. My question is, what is he afraid of? He is afraid of not being able to. So it, let me put it this way: if you are, if, uh, if you love your job, you're afraid of losing. Yeah. He's he's afraid of losing his. Right now, losing he runs job. this place. Yes, right now he runs this place. That's his job. He doesn't like he doesn't want to lose it. But he has to. Scripture speaks of that he has to lose his job. Now the other thing okay. is it also says that he that he has to be let out for a little while again. So that's that repetitive nature of this of this renewing of the age, right? When people say that, oh you know, I've only got ninety seconds left on the show, it's telling me right now. So um that that the enemy has to be let back out again. So unfortunately, you know, these things are very specific in Scripture that that we will be separated again, that people will be separated again from the Father. So this is our time to make it out of here. This is your time to make it out of here. There will be others. Our legacy, the words that we speak today, are what will be the words for them going forward. That's where... That's where Yeshua said, you know, I will pass away. This world will pass away. This world that we live in will pass away. But my word will never pass away. Your words will never pass away. It's up to us to leave the legacy that goes in the future. How do we leave that legacy? We're trying to do it right now. How do we leave that for the next set? You know, they're the ones writing their laws in stone. Where's our stones to write this in? Where is this in the consciousness of this universe that we leave this in? So that's my – that's what – that's what – I feel led to do. That's why I'm I'm here. We need to save souls now and to leave an right. indelible mark for the future. For the next okay. age. Because there will be another one according to scripture. I'm not I'm not giving opinions, it's right in the word, right? In all ancient scripture. Right. This is we've only got ten seconds left, but that that's what this that's what this is. So I'm not, uh, you know, somebody could say I'm quoting, you know, or I'm making up something. No, no, you can read it right in the scriptures. Well, it's where right does there. it say that? It's in Revelation, where the enemy oh, will let, be let back out again, as well as in the Nagamadis and all the Gospels. It speaks about the renewings of these ages, that this age takes place over and over again. Right. It repeats. It does. Okay. All right, Ricardo, so I've is, got to end the show. Right. Yeah, I've got to end the show now. That's it's cutting me off here. Otherwise, we'll just be cut off. I appreciate you joining. Okay. And uh, uh, I really appreciate you joining. And I uh, hope you you guys uh, join for the next podcast. It'll probably be in a couple days. Um, please pay attention to the videos uh, that we uh, that I have going up, and I'll have messages in those. And uh, on the CIC website, that's primarily where I'm going to try to communicate with all of you uh, from from now on for the moment. The website should be finished, and it'll have an entirely new, beautiful social network that that will uh, uh, allow greater visibility to who is in there. I appreciate everybody. I love you very much. I'll speak to you soon.